everyone, Ben here. I just wanted to pop in before the shenanigans and hilarity ensues. Over the past week, eight women of Asian descent were shot in Atlanta, six of which lost their lives. On behalf of Alice and myself, and as a proud member of the Asian American community, we would just like to say we are both appalled by these anti-Asian actions. We stand with the community of Asian American and Pacific Islanders in condemning these horrendous acts of hate and violence. We are committed to doing our part to stop Asian hate and speak out against racism. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to an Irrelevant Podcast, a podcast where we talk about whatever irrelevant stuff we want. We both currently work in the zoo field, and nothing we say reflects the organizations we work for, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. This podcast does contain strong adult language, so listener discretion is advised. Hi, friend. Hi, how are you? I do have a lot of strong opinions. I'm glad you said that. I sure do, too. Um, Just because I feel like I do this every week now. This is literally our second podcast. and uh, But I'm Ben, by the way, just to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Alice. I am Ben's friend. Yeah, and like we said, we're two zoo professionals who work in the field, um, but we both have two completely different jobs. I work with ambassador species, and Alice works in life support. I work with a lot of pumps. I speak with the water. You know, I want to point this out really quick. So, you know, there's that one John Mulaney joke where he talks about how they say quicksand should have been way more relevant in my adult life as they made it out to be in cartoons. Yeah. So I made the observation the other day. In my job, when I'm working with sand filters, that's just liquidized sand. Like, it's fluidized sand, which is what quicksand is. I work with quicksand. Yeah. Good for you. You're literally (laughs) John Mulaney's worst nightmare. I am (laughs) doing. I am living that job. Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, that's wild, man. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I work, I work with contained quicksand, yeah. in case anyone is curious. Also, um, what's super special about our podcast today is that it's someone's birthday. Not just any birthday, a golden birthday. It's the golden birthday, 25 for 25. Yay! <laughs> I am um, I'm turning a quarter of a century old. I know. Congratulations. Mercury is in Gatorade, man. I mean, oh. <laughs> I, wow, so old. I am right um, inside the cusp of Aries season, in case anyone is curious. I just make yeah. the cutoff. Congratulations. Thank you. Aries for the win. I exude a lot of energy. You really, God, you do. Um, so for this week's podcast, we're doing something kind of special. Uh, we decided to do a 25 for 25. So basically me asking Alice 25 questions um, just about animals and about herself. Uh, since this is our second podcast, just a way for you guys to get to know us a little better. Yes, I am excited to exaggerate and embellish lots of things about my life. Yeah. So Alice, I do have a question for you though before we get started with my 25. That sounds like cheating, but okay. Okay, well this is just which one do you want to get started with first? My animal questions or my personal questions? Um, 
Let's start animal and then move into personal. All right, so starting with animal questions for you. I'm ready. Um, number one, there are six zoos and aquariums in the U.S. that house belugas. Can you name all six facilities? And also, bonus points if you know uh, what state they're in. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now that my questions for you are not even similar to the questions you have for me. Okay, so um, you said belugas. All right, so we have yep. Shed Aquarium mystic oh sorry let me start that over shed aquarium in chicago illinois uh mystic is in connecticut i believe Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. the georgia aquarium in atlanta georgia sea world orlando sea world san antonio and sea world san diego boom yep yep i know those six of them yeah i know they're only six, and then I heard potentially Mystic is getting more belugas, but I am not 100% sure, and I don't want to start rumors, but... All right, so my next question for you. Uh, how many accreditations can a facility have? And what facilities have all of them, if any? I literally have no idea. <laughs> I assume that there's... Like, I know there's Imata, Imata, I don't know how people say those initials. Uh, the AZA, there's, uh, does that's AZAC like have people. one? Yeah, AZAC that's like a is yeah. Zookeepers. Uh, there's that's so zookeepers. many abbreviations, and having ADHD makes it very difficult to remember letters. <laughs> okay, so there's three of them. You got one of them, okay. which is AZA, Association of Zoos and Aquariums. There's AMMPA which is the um, Marine Park one. I don't remember the full abbreviation for it. And then there's ZAA, which is like zoological like alliance. So it's like not as expensive as being AZA. All right, all right. But you're still Uh, pretty I don't think I know a facility that has all of those. I assume there is one, but I don't know. There isn't? Okay. Yep, there isn't one. No, I kind of just, when I was writing these, I was like, ooh, I wonder if any of them have them all. And then I well, looked at Yeah, it seems kind of silly to do the one and then do the AZA if you can just do the AZA. Yeah, some of them do have two out of the three, but it would be kind of like, like, you is said, Imata not a certification? ZAA and AZA. Imata, I think facilities can be accredited by Imata. You can be a member organization of Imata. Oh, I don't know okay. if you can be. It's so organized a little differently. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. What else you got for me? Uh, What is our closest living relative sharing 98.7 of the same DNA? Uh, uh, Bananas. A what? Bananas. Living relative, hon. (laughs) That's... Plants are living? I meant, like, animal-wise. I know, I know, I know. Bonobos? You're damn right it's the bonobo. Oh, I knew it was bonobos. You freaking love bonobos. I love bonobos. Okay, I... but come on. Don't we all know that one joke where we, like, share 98% of our genetic material with bananas? It's like a meme. Huh? There's a meme of it or something. Oh, never mind. Okay, Irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant. Let's move on. Anyway, moving on. Um, 
All right, my fourth question for you. How many vocalizations can an African gray parrot uh, learn? Oh, that's the one that was on Pet Star all those years ago. I'm two years younger than you. Uh, yeah, you were too young for Pet Star, you freaking baby. Um, and that was enough to make a generational divide. So, Pet Star, hosted by Mario Lopez. Great stuff. Um, I'm gonna go with 84. Okay. Uh, they can learn a lot more than 84. They can learn, they can learn up to a thousand different vocalizations. Oh my god, I thought it would be at least in like the 200 range, but that's, wow. They can learn a lot. That's pretty impressive. I work with two of them, and they're so smart, but they're such asses sometimes. Yeah, that's kind of what I get from birds and parrots Yeah, because birds and parrots, man, they pick one person to like really like, and then they're like, absolutely not. The rest of you suck. Anyway... Um, moving on to question number five. Uh, what is the largest species of flighted bird? Largest species of flighted bird. Uh, I know this. I know this. Uh, Cory Buster. Is it? Well, what are we saying as largest? Because they're the heaviest flighted bird at 45 pounds. I'm going, I'm going wingspan. 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 Is it a condor? It is not. It's not a condor. Because they get into the, like the ten and twelve foot wingspans. Yeah, it's not a vulture. It's none of those. It's not. No. Is it an eagle? It's not. What the? Fuck? It uh... is the albatross. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they don't land for like the first year of their life or something crazy like that. Yeah, they have like a twenty-three foot wingspan. That's wild. That is a huge right. animal. Well, anytime I hear about the albatross, I think about that story I learned in high school about the, what is it, the ancient mariner? Did you ever read that? Yeah. Every time I think about albatrosses, all I can think about is that sad ghost of a man. (laughs) The good old days, you know? (laughs) The good, good time. Back when I hated literary analysis. Um, all right. For my sixth question, um, it is, what is the animal with the largest mimicry ability? Like the ability to mimic the most things or the most sounds? Uh, let's do... Honestly, I didn't think this one through that well. <laughs> is it a parrot or is it a crow? Because I feel uh, like there's a couple of crows that are really good at mimicry. You know what? I actually work with the crow, first off. He's very intelligent. Yeah. He's a good time. I, I like he crows. can mimic, but... He's also, I'm working on one of the behaviors with him as like a match to sample with colors. Yeah, yeah, you've told me about this. Yeah, it's a cool time. But um, the animal I was looking for, I forgot to write the name down, which is really embarrassing. Ben! Come but on, it's man. that, you know that one bird, I can't remember the name of it, so somebody please remind me. Of It's the bird from the David Attenborough uh, documentary with like the black feathers and then it has like the blue it's like the it looks like an umbrella almost like when it opens up and like people make the meme out of it and it's like the, if, the like the dancing bird yeah that dancing bird oh Thank it's you. one of the it's not a bird of paradise but it's like in that section of that video it's i know in, exactly which yeah. segment you're talking about yeah so if anybody remembers the name of it please remind me because i could just you could just look it up right now but i could but I have, Dancing. like, 20 other questions I need to get through with you. All right. All right. I'll look it up right now. 
Okay. While you do that, I will read you question number seven. All right. Uh, number seven. What inspired you as a kid to do what you do now? Oh, man. So, I, I can't really say anything inspired me for my current career that I'm in, but I got into the zoo world because when I was a kid, I watched a whole lot of, like, Zaboomafu, world travel shows, um... Gosh, Jack Hanna, any of those guys. I watched all their stuff. I've met a couple of them. They they definitely don't remember me, but I've met them. Jeff Corwin came to my university on my senior year of college. Um, I he he grazed my knee with his knee and I was like, "Okay, I can go die now. We've we've done it." Um, I would like to point out I did find that bird. It's a Vogelkop superb bird of paradise. So I was right. It was a bird of paradise. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I just watched a lot of shows as a kid with a lot of animals in it. I think that no matter what my, no matter how much my mom doesn't like animals, I was always bound to like animals. There was no way I wasn't going to work around them at some point in my life. Yeah. 100%. I feel you on that, man. Um, all right. Number eight. What was your aha moment? Like, what was the moment where you decided, okay, I really want to work with animals when I grow up? Um, so I was kind of back and forth a lot as a kid because there's a lot of things I really wanted to do. Once again, another aspect of ADHD, I cannot, I cannot contain myself. Um, I had ridden horses several times as a kid. I'd been to the zoo a lot. I'd seen the dolphin shows at my aquarium uh, growing up. They... If you know this, I'm not going to say the zoo. I'm just going to let it happen. The Dolphin Dome was built when I was a child, and it was the coolest thing ever. And I really dig that, and I got to do a lot of, like, animal petting things at zoos before it became not safe to walk up to elephants and touch them. But I did do that, and that was really cool. And I think that I've always just really been connected to wanting to be around and educate people on those animals because I was so fascinated by them as a kid. So there were a lot of just small things, I think, that built into one big moment of me just being like, yeah, I'm going to go to school for this. For sure. That's super fun. Thanks. I, I'm kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is question number nine, I think. Yeah. Um, if you weren't a zoo in the zoo profession, what would you be doing instead? Um, if I had stuck with my original minor, I would probably be in the dance world somewhere. My other minor that I actually got is in aquatics, so I probably would have ended up working, like, recreational aquatics or something like that. I don't know. Honestly, I might not even be in the career I'm in now for very long. Who knows? Uh, didn't know you had a aquatics minor. What? Yeah. So, my university offers an aquatics major and minor. So basically a lot of it is just like my minor consisted of taking a couple of like swimming classes and then training how to train people how to swim. I also got lifeguard certified. I got a CPO, which is a certified pool operator's license, uh, which expires in like two years. So they're five years certification, which is really nice. And yeah, That's I learned my, I got my scuba certification through my school. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty solid minor for the degree I went into. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that was even, like, an option. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, I didn't either until I'd already taken like three classes. Like I've known you for two and a half years now, coming on three. Yeah, Ben, come on. Why don't you know my cool stuff Damn. about my minor in I college? I really should. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. Number 10. If you could be doing any job in the zoo field, what would it be? Oh, man. So I've actually done volunteering in most of the things I wanted to do for a long time. And as much as I do love the animals... I don't know if that's something that I would want to do long time or long term in any way, but I really do enjoy doing the education side. So I probably would want to be the, like the content team, the people who like do the research, approve the information and hand it out to the different teams. That's probably what I would like to do. Heck yeah. Um, all right. Number 11, what is like your career highlight? as of this moment like what's one thing where you're like i'll never forget this uh so i was volunteering at my aquarium with the mammals and birds team this is absolutely nothing to do with my job everything to do with my volunteer time and i i was working with the sea otter team at the time and they were doing a training upstairs with the belugas and they're like hey we need to get this girl checked off on her um her like session so she can bring guests in and work with them in the water so will you come in and be a step-in guest for her so I got to do a free beluga encounter with two of my favorite whales at the aquarium um and my third one being whisper who if you've been to Orlando you know who she is but um yeah getting to do a beluga encounter I didn't realize how much I love belugas until I got to stand in 54 degree water with them I almost had an asthma attack but it was definitely worth it cold water on my chest about made me die (laughs) number 12 do you have any career advice for your younger self (laughs) that's such a great question ben thank you i think the things that i would like to say to my younger self are not legal to say (laughs) on the internet (laughs) i can't in good conscience say the things i probably genuinely would say but you know there's there's so many different aspects and avenues to jobs you didn't even realize there are there are such weird jobs out there that I was like I could do that I could have gotten a degree and done that sometimes I wish I'd gone into like marketing or something so I could have worked in all these weird niche little corners of the internet because there's just so many different ways you can work for a company besides the most direct route like I got into life support I didn't expect that at all yeah no it's weird how life kind of just takes you in the direction it takes you you know you take opportunities and you just keep keep going. Yeah. Because I'm kind of the same way. I don't want to, like, spoiler alert, I don't want to work with birds my entire career. <laughs> you didn't want to work with birds I, at all, Ben. <laughs> I didn't want to work with birds at all, but it was a job during the pandemic. And it's experience. And that's what everybody kept telling me. They're like, it's a job during a pandemic. Like, I told someone on the Twitter the other day, I was like, listen take the job that's going to get you somewhere else. You know, you may not want to be doing that job specifically, but if it's going to be a stepping stone, Mm -hmm. then you might as well take it and see where it goes. Exactly. Um, All right. This one is one I'm very excited about. (laughs) Without naming our place of work. Oh, gosh. (laughs) What is your favorite work memory of the two of us? Oh, my gosh. This is one of my questions for you. (gasps) Oh, Um, God. 
Oh, man. So what's really funny is I feel like when we first started, we had so many shifts together. And then as we became closer friends, our shifts were like way less frequent. I don't know what happened. I know but... what happened. Our leaders decided they're like, no, <laughs> we, were, we were not. They're like, they're too close. <laughs> they, they, we, need to, we need to not do that. It's you, me, and Lane. We were like a chaos triangle. They were like, absolutely not those three together, ever. <laughs> Jasmine, too. They were like, absolutely oh, never yeah. been in Jasmine together. Oh, I never got to work with her. They knew better. <laughs> also, special shout out to Lane and Jasmine, because I love those two. So very I much. I agree. The babes. <laughs> um, our favorite memory, gosh. We had so many fun little trips that I enjoyed. I think our trip to... Um, what's it called? Moat was probably my favorite. Yeah, that was a really good one. Moat was pretty solid. Big shout out to Moat. Uh, big shout out to Moat Marine Laboratories. Uh, yeah, I think about that one quite frequently as well. Because I just... Also, the, the best picture of us ever was taken at Moat. It was. And I still love that picture. I love it. It's one of my favorite photos. It's out there on the internet, kids, if you look hard enough. You'll find it. <laughs> All right, um, this one is not as serious as the rest of them, but uh, I know my high school did this at least. I don't know if your high school did it, but you know senior class superlatives? Yeah. If you were to be nominated for a senior class superlative, what would it be? I did get nominated, and I did win a superlative in my high school, surprisingly. Uh, I actually got most unforgettable. Thank you very much. Uh, Yes, you're right. I am the most unforgettable. I hate that so much. I walk into a space and you're like, oh God, it's her. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually shocked that I won that superlative at all. Because when I saw everyone else who'd won a superlative, it was kind of like all the cool kids. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Of course they got some. But like, I was like, there's, I don't understand how this happened. I only know like 12 people. And I went in, I actually went and looked at the votes because I was like, I need to know what happened here. And it basically turned out that all the kids that other people just didn't really, you know, interact with or talk to that I had choir class and art classes with. I was like, I talked to everybody. Everybody's my friend. And they all voted for me. And I was like, wow, wow, this is the, this is the sweetest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I was nominated. I feel that. Guys, I still talk about that. Shout out to the weird kids in high school. I got nominated for a senior class superlative as well. I would just like to throw that out there. Yeah. I got nominated yeah. for most likely to win an Oscar. Hey, you're on the you're on the road, buddy. I know, and you know what's fun? It was me and the other girl. You do shows at your job? Uh, God, it's fun. Um, no, that was <laughs> not me being shady towards the shows I do at work. I do sometimes enjoy them. Um, but it was me and this other girl who got nominated for it, and she also did like a ton of theater and stuff, like. Basically, it was a guy and a girl who would get nominated for it. And so yeah. we both won. And uh, she ended up is as a theater major and is, like, doing big-time stuff now. And I'm like, wow, good for you. I'm out here training a bird to put its beak up against a target pole. Hey, to be fair, you train in ambassador animals, which are the show animals. So you are technically acting i am i am technically so take it and run with it that's all you got (laughs) (laughs) um all right number 15 oh gosh we're zipping through these man what is your favorite work celebrity encounter if you've had any oh 
Ooh. So when we used to work at the land that must not be named, um, I, they were filming a Christmas special at said location. And as I was moving from one of my job spots to a different job spot, the person that was there recording actually walked past me. And this was a big deal because one of our friends, Michaela, was obsessed with Jordan Fisher. Obsessed. She's still obsessed. But let's be real. I walk past him on the bridge and they wear like the little vests. Their little escorts wear a vest. And I'm like, oh, that could be someone important. I wonder who it is. And I look up and it's Jordan Fisher. And I was like, oh my God. And I looked, I was like, oh, hi. And he's like, hey. And I, that was it. We said a total of two words to each other. <laughs> I got down to like a break in the crowd of people on a bridge. And I did like a jump and a scream. And I just kept walking. And my coworker was like, are you good? And I was like, girl, I just talked to Jordan Fisher. I can't wait to rub that in Michaela's face. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I did see Chris Evans like one time, but that doesn't count. I saw Neil Patrick Harris once. Him and I always family. miss him. You know, he was supposed to be very frequent at the store that I worked at, but the the time he was supposed to be there was like he was recording or like doing something so he wasn't there i was like wow the one time the one time i could have met him yeah and it didn't happen um, at the land that shall not be named um i was stationed at our little education cart and him and his family walked past me and i just raised my voice just a little bit at the very end, so I could give Neil Patrick Harris and his family a conservation message. <laughs> Sneak it in. Just snuck it in real smoothly like that. I don't think he noticed, but I like to pretend that he did. <laughs> it's always a good comfort. All right, number 16. Um, if you could be any animal, what would it be? And why? Oh, man. I don't know. There are just so many things you can be. Like, the the joy of being a sea turtle, because then you can go to, like, deep oceans and, like, live a super long time. And, you know, the thrill of the chase when you're two hours old. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole thing. But then there's also, like, getting to be a bird and being up in the sky and exploring. And I don't know. There's just, there's so many. I mean, to be fair, I probably would end up being, like, a horse or something because I just want to, like, tear through the and land. You, you exude. I just want to run really fast. You exude horse girl vibes. <laughs> you know how they're, like, horse girl vibes? I was having a conversation with my coworker about this. Um, you know how there are horse girl vibes? Yeah. There's also dolphin girl vibes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that you exude... Either one of those. those. (laughs) But I'm also not not saying that you do. I could tap into it. Horse girl vibes live in me because I was one. I used to go collect the magazines, like the horse breeder magazines from garage sales and cut out the cute pictures of the horses and stick them onto a cardboard piece. Um, But then I realized how weird that was and I threw it away. So, But I did learn a lot about how they name horses from those magazines. So that was pretty cool. I worry about you. Okay. Listen, I'm just educating myself, all right? I was educating myself. Educating, okay. Don't get me started about how much I love the game Horses with a Z, okay? Okay. I love that Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You picked a nerve, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now going off of that question, 
uh, you're probably going to give another great answer for this. For number 17, out of all the animals you've worked with or around, who shares the most similar personality? Okay. So, said animal is not around anymore, um, but his name was Pancho. Now, Pancho was a giant Pacific octopus. I love this boy with my whole life. Uh, he was three years old. I met him when he was a year and a half, I believe. And he is the greatest octopus I've ever encountered in my entire life. So I even asked his aquarist several times. I was like, is, he, is this a normal behavior? And they're like, no, he's literally the strangest animal we've ever had. He was the coolest octopus. He would paint. He was so excited to meet people. He has tasted me twice. We are friends. Well, we were friends. We were friends. Yeah. Poncho the octopus. That's my guy. I love that boy. I love that for you. R.I.P. man. R.I.P. Poncho the octopus. All right. Moving on to number 18. We're going back to advice, man. Um, Sick. What is the best advice anyone in the field has given you? Uh, sorry, I'm just practicing my grunge noise. Um, you know, it's my brain doesn't recall words very well. I, I'm better at recalling emotions and feelings uh, and less words. But I feel like several times when I've needed help or direction in things, um, I... The best advice I ever get are when people are just being real with me. I don't want the, oh, just work your hardest and things will things will turn out. Or, you know, if you do this, it'll work out. Just, you know, just wait and see. And I'm like, I don't, I don't do that very well. I like when you're just like, listen, you're either going to work here for six months and get promoted or you're going to sit here for the next three years. So you got to pick your battles and figure out what you want to do. And I was like, thank you. That's what I needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't need fancy words. Well, just tell I... me. Definitely agree with you on that, though. Definitely. Pick your battles. Just tell me what I need to do to advance in this field. Thank you. Um, all right, number 19. Ooh. We only have six questions left. We're really rushing through these. I love it. All right, number 19. What's the best thing you've learned over your career? Like, what's something you will take away with you even after you leave the field or your current position? So it's a skill that I've kind of been developing my whole life. I actually developed it in dance and kind of have modified and used it from there. Um, but my instructor kind of articulated it the best when she said that I'm very good at observing corrections to others and applying them to myself. I'm not seeing corrections to others and taking it and being like, oh, well, I'm better than them because I don't do that. It's me being like, all right, that's a correction, which means I need to look and see if I'm doing this behavior as well. And she just didn't correct me. And applying that to your work life can be really helpful because then you can see things you may notice in other people. Where you're like, oh, I wish they wouldn't do that. And then you go, well, am I also doing that? Because that could be, you know, especially in animal training, if you get frustrated with a behavior, it could also be reflecting on you and you still haven't realized it yet. So it's definitely a, a really good thing to kind of just stay self-aware. Yeah, it's especially in animal training because your frustration can be led over the animals they feel that. They yeah. know for sure. They know you're getting frustrated. Yeah. I had a horse a lot of the time. Whenever I even felt an inkle of upset, he was like, all right, well, I'm done because you're getting upset. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not upset anymore. Yeah. Like the crow I work with that I was telling you about earlier, the match the sample. 
I've been working on it since I like first started this position and it's progressively getting me more and more frustrated because I'm like, you understand what we're doing. You have the concept. What the hell, man? Like Sometimes the, the animals just get a little confused. So, you know, patience is a very important skill. Patience is a virtue in this field. Number 20. Last five. Um, for these last five, this is kind of just like a, uh, just for shits and giggles, I guess. Also to make you feel good about yourself because you're turning Excellent. 25. So what is your proudest accomplishment over the past year? Because we've been in a pandemic and I want to make sure you feel good about <laughs> I got off <laughs> night shift. That's my accomplishment. Um, I actually... <laughs> I actually went from working with a full team downtown to our quarantine facility where it was me and a manager. So I basically was running most of the building by myself. And honestly, it makes me feel really good that I was able to do so much by myself. And even my coworker who has now joined me out at the facility has been like, yeah, you're, you're actually doing a really good job. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. That means so much. That's really awesome. Because you like, are I doing almost a cried. great job. <laughs> great person. All right. Um, Thank you, Twenty one. Is there like a motto or something you live by? Like, what's your? Why make it easy when you can make it hard? <laughs> so that's not a motto for my life. That's that's the motto that life has against me. That's what the universe has used against me. The number that's... of times I look at things and I'm like, why is this like this? Why I do they make it? Could have been so easy and you made it so hard. <laughs> yeah, you know. You're going to start seeing that. You're going to be like, why make it easy when you can make it hard? It's quite fun. Why pay to have it done right when you can just do it yourself? I know. I'm going to start I'm going to start saying that to myself at work. All right. Um number 22. I lost track of where we were for a minute. Um uh, what's your favorite uh, random animal uh, fact? Oh, I always have one and then as soon as people ask me I forget. Oh, I have to be quiet so I don't ruin the recording when I'm thinking. Uh I I like animals. I did see someone complain about calling them living fossils the other day. I'm so sorry. I don't know another word to use. Uh I love animals that are in that category. Things that have been around for absolutely ridiculous amounts of times. Horseshoe crabs, love those. Ginkgo trees. Do you know the origin of ginkgo trees in the modern era? No. There were, I think there was like one or two trees found in like an old temple somewhere in Asia and that had been kept for um, several, several years. But it was like a little area over there that was basically guarded. So the plant didn't go extinct and they were able to cultivate it. And now it is like everywhere. Oh, that's so cool. And... Yeah, my college campus had them everywhere, and they are a male-female species, so there is one tree that produces fruit and one that does not, and the one that produces fruit smells terrible. It smells awful. Really? Yeah. It's a terrible-smelling plant, Ugh. but that's okay, because they're ancient, and that's cool. And that's fine. They're doing something for the world. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what's one thing on your bucket list that you've always wanted to do? Okay, so I love traveling. If that's ever an opportunity, I will take it. Uh, I was supposed to go to Belize in college to do a field study, but only me and, like, three other people signed up, so we didn't end up going. 
Um, yes, I know. I'm very sad. I really wanted to go. But I would love to go down to South America. I've not been there yet. I have done a good, good portions of Europe at this point. And I've been to Canada. So I feel like it's time for me to go yeah. south. Go down to South America. I also really want to see, like, wild elephants really badly. Because, you know, I, as a person who's visited a lot of zoos, it's cool to see elephants in zoos. But the fact that I could go and see a 13-foot-tall bull elephant, A, scary, but, like, oh, my God, it would be so cool. That's kind of how I am with penguins, you know? But I don't want to go to, like, Antarctica and see penguins. I want to go to South Africa. Oh, my God, I would love to see wild penguins. Yeah, because I want to go to Sandcop, which is, like, the penguin conservation. I just want to go to South Africa. (laughs) That's true. They have um, two of the penguin trainers I used to volunteer alongside had just come back from that facility while I was volunteering right before we had our hatchings. So it was like, I got to volunteer during a great time during Penguins. that's such a dream. And speaking of dreams, number 24, what's your dream facility to work at? Oh my god. (laughs) This is going to sound horrible. Uh, None of them. I don't dream of work. (laughs) 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 Oh gosh. Um... (laughs) I don't know. I might end up back at and that's pretty cool. I like I like working in aquariums. I know. We ain't mentioning that place. Hey, hey, hey. I didn't say the word. I just said the locations. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to bleep that out. It's it's the I the the big animal park in the south and the the big the big water sphere in the south. Oh my god. I'm Actually, I really like would like to work at Moat. I really like Moat. As a research-driven facility that's also very strong in education, I feel like that's something I could get behind. 100%. Go work with our buddy Ross. Again, we love Ross here on this podcast. Great guy. Um, All right. Number 25. Speaking of where we used to work, you're really just setting me up for this, man. Um, You're so welcome. What is... At our old job, we used to have to give out these conservation messages to our guests. <gasps> Stop it! You stole my question! I've had this on here for, like, three days. That's so um, funny. What was, or what is your, like, go-to conservation message with guests? <sighs> I haven't had to deliver a conservation message in over a year, so I don't really remember yeah. my spiels. Um, I feel like my favorite one to deliver to people who are not from the area was find out what facilities are near you and go take a visit. Because I feel like a lot of people I've met are like, oh yeah, I'm from Ohio. I've never been to Columbus Zoo or Cincinnati or if the, I don't know if there's one in Cleveland. Uh, in Cleveland, you know, like there's so many cool facilities that people just are like, oh, well, I just never thought about going to see animals. And I'm like, it's so, it can be so much more than just going to look at animals, you know? There's so much. Look look into doing yeah. those extra programs if you can. Like, ugh, they're so worth it. Yeah, it's definitely, oh my gosh. I miss, like, that's part of the reason why I miss that job is because, like, getting to talk to people from, like, all around the U.S. and the world and, like, hey, go visit your local zoo. Like, have you ever been? And just talking to everybody about what they like about it because that's my whole thing where I'm, like, oh, we should talk to guests about what, we should have that open discussion about zoos and aquariums and what we like, what yeah. we would change. Like, 
because change isn't gonna and happen. I, that's something else I really happen. do like about our old job is working in an international area. I came from a small midwestern town with the same demographic in every other town in the state. So, um, getting to meet someone from somewhere in Africa or even from Asia, I met someone from the Philippines one time. That was really cool. People from Australia. My favorite is when we get people from England. And they saw me wearing my coat, and it was, like, in the 50s. And they're like, it's not oh, cool. Well. And I was like, ha-ha, yeah, but I have to stand here and not move for three hours. Okay? It's cold. <laughs> There's the breeze. All right. Well, Alice, guess what? That was 25, man. 25 oh for 25. I am turning Woo-hoo. 25 on my 25th birthday. Woo-woo-woo-woo. I know. That's crazy. And you know what's even weirder? What? Literally a week later, I turned 23. I didn't realize our birthdays were that close together. I know. <laughs> the week after I, that is my best friend from college's birthday, so. Stop. Is Aries really? all around. Like, we, when we were talking about, like, doing this for, our, like, the next two weeks, I think it kind of ended up well because we're doing our first podcast, then it's this one, and then it's mine. So you get, like, a, here's what we like about Zeus. Here's all about Alice. Here's all about Ben. And then we'll figure out something else. Yeah. If you have any suggestions of what we should do, please go check out our Instagram, shameless plug, uh, at irrelevant underscore podcast. Irrelevant is I-R-R, elephant underscore podcast. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, please feel free to reach out with the, to us with like any suggestions because honestly, anything helps at this point. <laughs> please help us generate ideas. My brain is full of cobwebs. Yeah, I am literally running on fumes with ideas for this podcast at this <laughs> point. But uh, yeah, that is going to be it for us today. We hope you guys enjoyed listening uh, and we hope to see you guys again next week yeah join us again for some more fun animal chat and whatever irrelevant things we come up with (laughs) all right bye guys peace